Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Clap your hands and say yes, Lord, like you're ready for something to be different on the inside. Like you're ready to think higher, speak higher, act higher, live higher, go higher. I want the best. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the lamb. The best of the lamb. The best of the lamb. Clap your hands like the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. I... Come on, let's let out a hallelujah on three. One, two, three. How... Come on, grab a seat. Let's go to work. So all this month we've been in the series, all this month we've been in the series Divine Detox. What is that? It's the spiritual and natural process and period of time of which one abstains or rids themselves from toxins. The problem for many people when you think of a detox, you think of substances. You think of detoxing from drugs. You think of detoxing from substances. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. You think of detoxing from control substances, but um, that's a natural part. The reality is, is divine detox doesn't just deal with the natural, it also deals with the spiritual. And why is that important? The natural part of something that's toxic is the fruit, but the spiritual part of something that's toxic is the root. See, the natural may be that you're addicted to a drug, but the spiritual part is, watch me, is that you feel inefficient and you feel inept and you feel less than. And so because you feel like less than, you run to a substance to make you feel like you're something. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. See, the natural thing may be that you run to sex, and so you need to detox from running to sex, but the real, watch me, that may be the natural part, that's the fruit, but the root is, is that you struggle with rejection and abandonment, and so sex makes you feel accepted in that moment, even if who you're laying down with, there's nobody to be excited about being accepted by. It is, somebody say, a divine detox, a divine it's the spiritual and natural process. So we're going to deal with both the root and the fruit. Because if you only cut off fruit, you're going to see the root continue to produce more fruit. And for some of you, this is why you've been frustrated in life. It's because you've learned how to modify your behavior, but you've never gotten to the root of why you behave that way in the first place. So a divine detox says this is both the spiritual and the natural process. Say fruit and root. 
and it's a process, which means there are certain steps that we're going to walk through all this month that are going to get us to a place of being detoxed. And it is possible to be 100% toxic free. I've quoted this scripture lots over the last several weeks, 1 Kings 5 and 4, where, Samuel, uh, uh, where uh, King Solomon says, that there is peace all around him and that there is no crisis, which means he had gotten to a certain place where there was nothing toxic. I just need to know that I'm speaking and preaching to some people in this building and online that said, if God could do that thing for Solomon, then God can certainly do that thing for me. And I declare I will be 100% toxic free. If that's you with no music, open up your mouth and shout right there. Go. If that's not you, be quiet. But for the rest of us, don't you tell me that I can't be toxic free. Don't you tell me that I can't be shalom. Hebrew word, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Touch somebody close to you say you'll be 100% toxic free. You, you won't think toxic. You won't speak toxic. You won't act toxic. When toxic people come around you, you'll know they're toxic because you'll feel a shift in your atmosphere. You'll feel a shift in your environment. And either they're going to have to come up to where you at because you're not coming down to where they're at. Come on, say it's a divine detox. It's the spiritual and natural process and period of time. Process, steps, stages we have to go through. But it's also a period of time. You did not become toxic overnight, so some things cannot be detoxed overnight unless you focus on it for an extended period of time with enough pressure applied and enough water applied. If you've ever looked at any uh, substance that they say is toxic, they'll say thoroughly wash to get it out. Mm. Water represents the spirit. So why are we focusing a whole month on de detoxing? It's because for this whole month, we're about to wash thoroughly, which means that whatever stain your toxic left, you won't even notice it by you get time you get to September. Whatever stain your toxic left, you won't even notice it by the time you step to the end of this month. Why did I not say that with such authority? Numbers 14, 28, God says, I'll give you exactly what I heard you say. And I need some of y'all to just make this declaration and say, and I'll be 100% toxic free it's the spiritual and natural process and period of time of which one abstains which means there's some things you cannot go touch if you're going to detox there's some things you cannot play with if you're going to detox there's some things you cannot go around if you're going to detox if you are detoxing from alcohol you can't go to the bar you ready? And for some of you, God has been forcing you to abstain from some things. Because, watch me, you wouldn't do it on your own. So God says, I'm going to force you to abstain. I'm going to make them quit you since you won't quit them. I'll make them walk away from you since you won't walk away from them. I'll let your phone go dry so that you don't have any more supply. I he says you're going to have to abstain from some things and there's some things you're going to have to rid yourself of. There's certain things God says I'm going to let you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Watch me with yourself. Is there anybody in this building or online where you can say in the last seven months you've had some moments where you looked at yourself and said if you don't get choked where are the honest people at in this building and online where you say if I don't get my stuff together Lay your hands on yourself. Say, you got to change. You got to change. Okay, let me tell you how real, like, what type of real audience I got in this building and online. Is there anybody where you cuss yourself out? 
Where the honest people at in the building? Is there anybody where you didn't need nobody to talk crazy to you because you looked at yourself in the mirror and you talk crazy to yourself because you said, I refuse to live like this another day. I refuse to go through this like another day. Something's got to change. Guess what? Change is here. Guess what? Everything's getting ready to change for the better. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, you're about to change for the better. And what you struggle with in your 20s, you won't struggle with in your 30s. What you struggle with in your 30s, you won't struggle with in your 40s. What you struggle with in your 40s, it's not going to be an issue in your 50s. What was an issue in your 50s, you ain't even going to think about it in your 60s. What? Come on, somebody shout divine detox. So God says, this is a process. This is a process. You have to abstain from some things, and you're going to have to rid yourself of some things. There's some things you're going to have to take off. Watch me. Because, because when you're toxic, you really don't recognize all of what's on you. See, some of you, watch me, you wonder why you never see it right. Because when you're toxic, you have to wear certain materials. So you never really see anything the way it is. You see it through your toxicity. So this means any person who doesn't agree with you, you say is a hater. But that's only because you're toxic. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Watch me. You don't see it properly. You don't hear things properly. Watch me. You don't speak properly. We can't even hear what you're saying, but you can't hear what people are saying. Have you ever met somebody and they were talking and the only person it made sense to was themselves? And you're like, do you hear how out of order what you're saying is? Do you hear how ridiculous what you're saying is? But when you're toxic, you don't even recognize there's some things you've got to rid yourself of. There's some things that you've got to get off so that you can see clearly. There's some things you've got to take off so you can speak clearly. So that, watch me, so that you'll say what you want and you'll see what you say. And when you see what you say, you'll give God glory every single day. Say, it's a process. And the period of time. So what have I been teaching you over the last few weeks? That God sent you to the earth to, with the kingdom in you to manifest his kingdom around you. This is important because you weren't sent to the earth just to go through trauma and be toxic. You weren't sent to your life just to be color purple. All my life I had to fight. You mean to tell me all your life you fight and then die? The devil is a liar. And if he had a mama, his mammy's a liar too. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of God is within you, which means when God sent you to the earth, you were approved to come to the earth full of his kingdom, not full of mess, not full of toxic, not full of ish, ish is the Hebrew word for man. He says, you're not full of your flesh, but I sent you to the earth to manifest my kingdom. And what is the kingdom? There are three basic components to the kingdom. Number one, it's heaven's attributes in the earth, which means when you show up, heaven showed up, which is why hell doesn't like you. This is why there's certain people who you've never done anything to, yet they have a vitriol hate towards you. And you're trying to figure out, why do you hate me so much and you don't even know me? It's because when heaven shows up, hell got to back up. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. To somebody close to you, say, you're heaven on earth. Wrong person, because they should have pushed that with a praise. To somebody else, say, you're heaven on earth. So what does this mean? When I show up, heaven's attributes show up. When I show up, environments change. When I show up, people got to act right. When I show, Stop apologizing for when you show up, people stop cussing. People put their stuff away. People put their solo cups away. No, when I showed up, something should have changed. When I showed up, you should act different. When I show up, you ought to walk different. Why? I was sent to manifest the... 
kingdom. Number two, number two, it is God's MO. That is God's modus operandi, which means it's the way God does things. He says in Isaiah, my thoughts are higher than yours. My, my ways are higher than yours, which means I do things differently. I'm not supposed to do it like everybody else. The world says, if they get you, you get them. God says, let them think they got away with getting you. And when they least expect it, come in 1 Samuel chapter 15, I'll decide I'm ready to settle the accounts. I want to prophesy this over your August. God is about to start settling the accounts with people who thought they got away with hurting you, thought they got away with doing you dirty, thought they got away with betraying you. God's about to show up and he's got receipts. He remembers what they did and he's about to settle the account. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, 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 so the world says, hold on to it, hold a grudge. But that's not God's MO. God's MO, his modus operandi, his mode of operation. God says, you release it. And when you release it to me, I'm going to handle them. Let me tell some of y'all why God hadn't handled it, because you trying to handle it. Well, anyway, Bishop, I'm just supposed to sit back and do nothing. Mm -mm, mm -mm. See, you do everything you can do, and God will do everything you can. It just means, God, I'm not going to spend my energy trying to get back at somebody. I'm not going to spend my energy mad that they seemingly are now happy moving on from you. And you sitting there stalking their Instagram, stalking their Facebook, looking at their tweets and all that. Talking about what they're doing, what they're doing. You're so busy building your life. You don't have any time to be concerned about anybody that's no longer in your life. For some of y'all, watch me, eight is a new beginning, but to have a new beginning, you had to have an ending. Mm. And for some of y'all, I pray you put some periods where you need some periods. I pray that you shut some stuff down that needs to be shut down. I pray you stop opening doors that God said, leave that alone. Please encourage somebody close to you. Say, leave that alone, please. Number three. Number three, this is the kingdom. It's becoming who God said you are and possessing what God said you can. These are things that God has put in you. God says you are becoming, and you become from the inside out. Which is why the enemy wants you to feel so depleted so you never become. He wants you to feel so worn out that, that you never become. Because you can't become what you can't behold. <laughs> Which means if he's got you wore out, got you frustrated, got you angry, got you tired, got you unfocused, you're not becoming, watch me, you are just remaining toxic. And mm, Come on. And for you and everybody under the sound of my voice, the rest of this year, you are not going to remain. You are going to become who God says you are. And when I become who he says I am, guess what I get to do? I get to possess what he said I can David, while you are a shepherd, you only get the accoutrement that goes with the level of life that you're at. But when you become a king, you get a crown and a throne and a bank account that's not yours. You get to spend other people's money. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. What are you trying to tell me? When you become who God says you are, you get to possess what God said you can become. And for some of y'all, you're doing it the wrong way. You're trying to possess when instead you need to become. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm becoming, I'm becoming, I'm becoming. I'm becoming. And I may not be where I want to be. But I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Look at somebody say, you are becoming. Here's the trip about becoming, is that while you're becoming, you don't know what you're becoming. <laughs> Look at me, you don't even see your growth. Because you're the thing growing. 
You don't even see how much how more mature you are because you're the thing maturing. Here's what we're about to do for everybody. The person next to you hasn't celebrated their progress because they don't feel like they've made much. Because they're only checking one thing to be the measurement of progress. See, how do you know, how do you know that you're growing? Because let's think back a few years. You wouldn't have been in church in no building or online a few years ago. Not on a Wednesday. Had that person done to you what they did to you in the first seven months? Let's be honest. The pre-becoming you would have snapped crackled and pu you would have been on an episode of snapped you would have had them tires flatten y'all ain't gonna say nothing you would have had an apple tag on the back of that car y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me here's what you're about to do i want you to celebrate look at the person on your left and your right say i'm about to celebrate your progress say because you're becoming and don't even see it say but i'm clapping for your progress you ready wednesday go I'm clapping. Some of y'all ain't clapping. Follow my instructions. Clap. 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 Facebook. Clap. YouTube. Clap. Oh, I'm clapping for your progress. And guess what? The best is yet to come. You ain't seen nothing yet. If you look at where your neighbor is now, this is the lowest they will ever be for the rest of their lives. If you believe it, shout it, yeah. yeah! So watch me. So how do we get this kingdom? We were sent to the earth with all of that in us. Say, that's in me. All of that is in us. All of that's in us. But how do we access what's in us? Everything that is protected has to be accessed. And there's only normally one way to access it. I'm going to say it again because you missed it. Everything that's protected is not easily accessed. Let me see if I can say it another way. If it ain't nothing in your house, you leave and don't lock the door. But if you have valuable things in your home or in your automobile, you protect it. What if God says, I put so much in you that I've put behind a lock and key? And there's only one way to access what I put on the inside of you. This is why I don't let you get close to everybody. Because some people, all they want to do is try to get behind the door so they can raid the valuables. And for some of you, you need to thank God for who God dismissed. You need to thank God for who he didn't let you get close to. You need to thank God for who he didn't let get around you. You need to thank God for the friendships that didn't work out. Say, there's something valuable in me. But there's only one way to access it, and Acts 14, 22 tells us we must, here's the key, through many tribulations. God says, I put valuable stuff in you, and there's only one way to get it out of you. Not one trouble, not two troubles, not trace. How do you say troubles in Spanish? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. See. Si. Not four, not five. I'm trying, but y'all got, got to say it loud to me. I don't, <laughs> you ready? You ready? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. God says, the only way to access the valuable stuff I put in you is through dealing with something you don't want to. Yeah. 
And for some of y'all, this is why you haven't accessed it because every time you get in tribulation, you crash your plane. Every time you get in tribulation, you quit. Every time you get in tribulation, tribulation you give up. Because tribulation is very much so, what, watch me, it's very much so like trouble, but it's also very much so like turbulence. Watch me. And here's what I discovered in turbulence. You can't stop flying the plane. Either you're going to have to get above it, you're going to have to go beneath it, or you're going to have to go through it. And I came to tell some of y'all, God says there is no option. Turning back is not an option. You have come way too far. So either you better get above this, you better get low above this, or touch your neighbor and say, let's just get through it. Let's just get through it. Let's, let's just get through it. Bishop, why through it? Because the Bible already tells you, I'm not going to let you get up under it. <laughs> Read your Bible. God already said, I'm not finna let you, mm -mm, mm -mm. you ain't finna just slide on through this. I'm not gonna let you get up under this. Because what does it mean to get up under? It means that you, you're running from something. You're scared of something. You're hiding from something. God says, uh, oh, we ain't hiding from nothing. You ain't hiding from your past. You're not hiding from your failures. You're not hiding from your mistakes. You want to know how bold you're about to be? You're not even hiding from your fear of failure no more. You're going to walk up on it and say, it might not work, but I bet you I'm going to be found doing it. It might not happen the way I want it to, but I... He said, you ain't going to be able to go up on there. And then to go above it, watch me, you'll use all of your energy to climb above what eventually, to land, you're going to have to go through anyhow. You missed it. If you go above the tribulation, you ready? Well, when you need to land the plane, you're going to have to rapidly descend through the storm anyhow. In aviation, they have a term for it when you have to, we have to drop very quickly. And for some of you, God says, you don't even understand uh, what you're trying to do to avoid it? Because getting above it means you're trying to avoid it. What you're trying to do to avoid it is actually going to make it worse because you'll use all your energy to climb, but when it's time for you to land at your destination, you're still going to have to drop through it anyhow. So watch the Bible. We must through. Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, come on. Because for some of y'all, I heard the Lord say, you only got one more day to go through that. Ah! Oh, my God. Shake somebody's hand and say, you don't have much longer to go through that. Woo! Come on, touch somebody and say, go through it. Bishop, it's been rough. You only got one more day. Ooh, if you feel like I'm talking to you, I want you to shout and make the roof blow off this building. Make the roof go off your house when I count to three. One, two, three. Go. Woo. Woo. Trouble ain't going to last always. Tribulation ain't going to last always. Trials are not going to last always. You don't have much longer. Just go through it. Touch somebody and say, just go through it. 
Say it's almost over. Say it's almost over. We must through prophesy with your hand. Through, do it with me, prophesy with your hand. Through, prophesy with your hand. Through, we must through many tribulations. What is tribulations? Troubles, turbulence, you ready? Internal pressures. So there's something from the external that's putting pressure on me internally. And nobody else can see it, but you can feel it. Nobody else can see it, but you can feel it. Is there anybody where you felt pressure nobody else could see? Internal pressures. Then it means no good options. It doesn't mean you don't have options. It just means when you look at your options to deal with your pressure, none of them are good. When you look at your options to deal with your pressure, none of them are good. You're like, well, you could just go do that. I don't want to do that. You ever had somebody suggest an option and you were like, that's dumb. But then when you thought about it, it's like, well, I don't have many good options in the... So before I start killing options, let me just say, well, let me listen to what you're saying. Because you might be saying something. He says, we must through many tribulations. If you go above it and try to avoid it, you're still going to have to go through it. If you try to get beneath it, watch me, watch me. God says, that's not an option. You're going to have to go through it. I pray God grace you to go through it. Question, how do you know how strong you are unless we see how much pressure you can take? There's something called tensile strength, which is your ability to handle internal pressure. Um, um, uh, certain things, they don't break externally, they break internally. Pay attention to the significance of the scripture. I'm almost done. Say internal pressure. Come on, Wednesday, talk to me. Say internal pressure. Which means God says, before anybody sees a crack outside, there was a crack inside. And for some of you, I came tonight to bind up the crack. Come on in the building again, don't lie. I play wherever you've been cracking internally, that God would bind that up. What does that mean? That he would lock that up, that you would not break, that you, watch me, you may bend, but you're not going to break. You may feel like you're about to fall apart, but you will not. You will watch God show up and show out like he always has. He's never failed you, and he's not going to start failing you now. I came to cut the crack. I came to stop the crack. Please touch somebody close to you. Say, you got this because God's got you. Let's go. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom at? I just taught you. Where is it at? In you. Which means the only way to access what's in you is to go through internal pressure and no good options. This is the key to unlock you. So if you avoid tribulation... You, you ready? You avoid being unlocked. If you avoid being unlocked, then what you are is all you'll ever be. And I don't know about you. I'm grateful for what he's done, but baby, I know there's more. I ain't talking to everybody, but for those of you like me, where well, you know there's more, just shout more. One, two, three, more. I may not be where I want to be. I can thank God I'm not where I used to be but I'm not satisfied where I am. <laughs> I may not be where I want to be, 
But I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. But I'm not going to be passive and satisfied where I am. So let's go. Tribulations are the only way to access what's in you. But tribulations will become toxic if they're mismanaged or misunderstood. So the only way to access this is through tribulation. But if you mismanage or misunderstand your tribulation, you'll become toxic and not know it. Because you put all of this on to survive the tribulation, and now you have it on afterwards. You ready? So what is toxic? Say, what's toxic, Bishop? What's toxic? Let's look at the definitions. The definitions of the toxic are this. It is containing or being poisonous, being capable of causing death or serious debilitation. Death means nothing lives. Debilitation means nothing lives like it should. Death means nothing works. Debilitation means nothing works like it should. Oh, God. Okay, you ready? Say, that's toxic. Okay, let's go. Next definition. It's an asset that's lost too much value to be sold in the market. Which means once you become toxic, your value actually decreases because you're not worth what you think you are. You ever met somebody who thought that they were just all this and you were like, to you, you might be that, but you come with a lot of baggage. Because when you're toxic, you, your value decreases and you don't even know it. Because what you do to, you ready? When you're toxic, you feel like less, but the truth is you pretend like you're more. So it comes out as pride. It comes out as arrogance. It comes out as, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. See, confidence confide. That's internal. You don't have to say nothing. Arrogance wants to announce itself. Come on here. And this is why for some of you, God has been showing you the difference between the two because you had this confidences. Watch me. Confidence is crazy cousin. Arrogance. That's pookie. Your family got a pookie nail. See, arrogance is pookie nail in your family. Because the truth is, the truth is, while they look good to you, watch me, the reality is they only surviving off of something else. Check the New Jack City reference. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Here's the last definition. Very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. Pervasive means toxic takes over. You ever put a little bit of bleach in some colored clothes? And it got in that water and took over. You ever got a little comment from when you was cleaning the tub on your shirt? Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. I know, I know, I know we're very bourgeois these days. I know we don't use comment to clean the tubs. But anybody remember clean, using comment to clean your tub? And you got a little bit of that comment on your shirt and comment lets you know I ain't never coming off this shirt. Ever! Ever, ever. Okay, okay. You ever got some red Kool-Aid on the carpet? You might as well just go rip all that, uh, rip all that carpet out that house. It ain't never ever coming out. It's got that red forty. That die, that die ain't never coming out. That's how toxic works. It'll take over if you don't take it over. And for some of y'all, this is going to be the month where you take over what's been toxic in your life. It's pervasive, but watch me. 
It works in an insidious way. What does this mean? It proceeds in a gradual, subtle way with harmful effects. It's gradual. It happens over time. Subtle. You don't really pay attention to it. It happens so easily you don't even pay attention to it. You start off just saying little sly stuff until you turn out into a full-blown slanderer. Because it's, it's subtle, it's pervasive. You start off being, being slightly negative about a few things before you just turn into a total, what we're going to preach about tonight, negaholic. It's quiet in the building. Your, you ready? Uh, look at me, Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you. So God says, before you ever were sent to the earth, I formed you. But tribulations can deform you. That can distort you, contort you, warp you, spoil you by twisting you. You change shape because of stress, injury, or accident. God says, I formed you, but your tribulations can deform you. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and I approved of you as my chosen instrument. Which means your life did not begin when your mother met your father. This is why for some of you, you please hear me and hear me with all respect. God used them to get you here, but that was the extent of their assignment. Uh not everybody, but that's for somebody. Because some of y'all trying to figure out why they do me like this, why they do me like this, why they do me like this. God says, I just needed them to get you here because I approved of you to get here no matter what. I wish you touched three people say, you had to be here, you had to be here, you had to be here. So don't be mad at anybody. God had to get you here somehow. Don't be hating. Why was I born in this family? God had to get you here somehow. You were born to be the curse breaker. You were born to be the line crosser. You were born to be the history maker. Let's go. Let's go. This is before I formed you in the womb. I knew you, which means your life predated you being born. So life began before conception, which is why you had to be here. Because you weren't their choice. You were his choice. I know she told you, baby, I picked you. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I know he said, I wanted a son. I wanted this. That's great. But the truth is, I was his choice. Before you ever knew you had a choice to make. I wish you'd elbow somebody and say, I was God's choice to come to the earth. Which means if God chose me, I wish I would be concerned about some person unchoosing me. Some you ready? He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I approved of you as my chosen instrument before he ever sent you. Which means you had to qualify to come. The word approved means you had to go through some type of aptitude test. Which means God said, I'm going to make sure before I send you to the earth, you're going to be equipped to handle the earth. This is why I rebuke thoughts of suicide and premature death. Because watch me, God sent you before you ever had a body. So I don't need you letting this body making you think something crazy. Would you please look at somebody and encourage them and say, he picked you before he sent you. Which means everything I need to, to make it happen on the earth is already in me. Everything you need to make it happen in the earth is already in you. You keep saying, I like this, I like this, I like that. You lack nothing. Ah, come on. Please open up your mouth and say, I lack nothing. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You're the right color, you're the right shape, you're the right size, you're the right race, your hair is right. Everything about what he sent you to the earth to do is what you are. 
Everything that he sent you to the earth to do is why you are the way you are. I'll say it a third time because I need you to act like you heard me. Because so many times we spend our time hating what he made. And you, I wish I was this. I wish I was that. And you're missing what you are. Because what you are, somebody needs. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. What you are, somebody will pay good money for. What you are, somebody will celebrate. What you are, a city is going to celebrate it. What? Come on. Come on, lift your hands and say, he sent me, he sent me, he sent me. He sent me, he sent me, he sent me. He sent me, he sent me, he sent me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Next part of the verse. And before you were born, thank you. I consecrated you to myself. God means I set you apart before you were born. Which is why for many of you, you ready? Only shout if this is true. If it's not true, you be quiet. Only shout if it's true. For many of you, the truth is you never quite fit with any click, group. You always had to shape shift to fit with them. Y'all are gonna say, you had to water down who you were to fit with them. Cause the truth is you were the real thing, but baby, there was a bunch of Kool-Aid with a bunch of extra water in it. Y'all are gonna. You always had to be different to fit with them because the truth is, God says, I set you apart before I ever sent you, which means you're never going to quite fit with anybody because I made you one of a kind. Oh, my God. And I came to tell somebody you're about to find out why you were born. Let's go. Let's go. He says, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This is what he tells to Jeremiah. So what does this mean for you? You were sent on an assignment. You were dispatched from heaven, sent as a spirit, who he, your subconscious mind, who he gave a body and gave a soul, your conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. You were deployed to the earth on an assignment. And I want you to pay attention to this word assignment because if you're not careful, you'll let the first part get in the way. Disencourage somebody. I'm going to keep it PG. Encourage somebody. Say, please get that out the way. And now if they're confused on what, let me be Bishop Vanna White tonight. <laughs> you, you were sent on, on, come on, on assignment. But sometimes it's your that's in the way. You say, Bishop, how in the world does this happen? Because sometimes going through all that tribulation, your thoughts can become so toxic that you become a negaholic. You are drunk off of negativity. Moses was a negaholic. He didn't start that way. He started out, he, st he was aggressive. I mean, he killed an Egyptian. Moses was like, don't mess with my people. By the end of his life, I can't stand these people. <laughs> Jeremiah was a negaholic. He started out a little uncertain about his calling. He's known in the Bible as the weeping prophet because his assignment makes him weep. Weep. His assignment literally makes him makes him cry because he's like, I'm dealing with people who want, I want more for them than they want for themselves. And so it's a difficult assignment to try to get somebody to level up when they think they've leveled out. It's a, difficult it's a difficult assignment to get somebody who thinks they're the best, but they're really average to actually come up. Because you have to fight with their own self-image of themselves and their own 
belief about themselves. And so you can't fill a cup that thinks it's full. You ready? You ready? Okay, okay. It's easy to become a negaholic because you can begin to take on the spirit of what you deal with. And since it's negative, you become negative. Since it's difficult, you become difficult. Since it's challenging, you become challenging. Let me prove it to you. Watch me. You didn't always think, and this isn't every lady, but just let's go with it to make the point. You didn't always think all men were dogs. But because you dealt with a few, now you're negative and you've judged billions based on the, based on the actions of two. Now, I know that's not every woman. I'm just trying to make the point. You, fellas, you didn't, think that, you didn't think that every woman would lie to you to your face? Until you got lied to with your face. Baby, you cheating on me? Baby, I ain't been nowhere. Because a woman will lie to you to your face and convince you. Not all women. See how quiet I got? got a no, I did not lie. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I used to lie, but I may not be where I want to be. No, I'm just, I'm just making a point. Just make it a point. Touch the neighbor and say, Bishop is making a point. Bishop is making a point. I just make it a point. You didn't think that all Christians were crazy until you dealt with a couple crazies. And then you were like, if this is Christian, you know, okay, I got to go here. You know what makes me angry about some people is that they will judge all Christians and all churches and all pastors based on one or two people, but that's the only place they do that. Because they don't judge, watch me, they don't judge anybody else that same way. You ready? You ready? Your thoughts can become so toxic, you become a negaholic. You are drunk off of being unpleasant. This narcissist full of you. It's pervasive. It takes over. You're drunk on it. You just drunk. Open it up for me. You, you, you drunk on it. You, you just drunk. You just... It's real. These are real prop saints. Because I want to teach this Bible for real. These are real. Matter of fact, let me. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm joking, you two. I'm joking. We went to number two sips and I'm out. I'm just with. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm just joking. Look at the neighbor and say, have fun in church. Have fun in church. All right. You get drunk off of it. What gets you drunk off of it is that, watch me, you consistently digest it. You consistently receive it. What's a negaholic? Say, what's a negaholic, Bishop? When I say something that you know is in you, here's what you're going to do. You just, you got to shout, you got to holler, you got to scream, you got to run, you got to throw your hand up, you got to turn around, you got to, you know, hit your head. You got to do something. Here's why. Because you need to make a link to this thing so that tonight is the last day this thing messes with you. Whenever you're watching that, whenever you listen to this, it's the last day. We don't have time to play, so we need to get this up out of you right now. Come on. I just need to make sure the atmosphere is ready for some stuff to be plucked out of you immediately. On three, lift your hands and worship God right there for five seconds. Five. Father, do it quickly. Four. Do it quickly. Three. Do it quickly, too. Do it quickly. Come on, open your mouth Wednesday, shout, do it quickly, God. Okay, so here's a negaholic. A negaholic is addicted to self-doubt. 
Well, I don't know if I can. Well, I don't know if it's going to work. Well, I don't know if I could do it. Well, I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, I don't know. And self-doubt is, watch me, self-doubt is what you really are when nobody else is around. See, it's easy to pretend like you're strong, but self-doubt is when you're Samson. You're strong to everybody else except to yourself. Here's the next thing. Watch me. They're addicted to self-doubt and negativity. Here's the negaholic. They find the bad in everything. He goes, he goes, $4. Four dollars. Well, it's more than you had. How about a thank you, Jesus, for the four? And I'm going to show this and watch God give me 40 and take that 40 and watch God make it 400 and take that 400 and turn it into 400. I... You ready? Look at your neighbor and say, find the good in it. Some of you are bitter about old relationships. Find the good in it. The good is you ain't in it no more. <laughs> Praise him. Find the good in it. Now I can finally just pay for one to go to dinner because I was tired of paying when you Praise him. Praise him. Find the joy in it. Now I can get my two dinners for the buy one, get one, I get both. I got lunch and dinner. Look at God. Want to give you a devil for your trouble. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Find the good, but a negaholic looks for the bad. Negaholic looks for the bad. It's so is a beautiful weather. It's so is beautiful. It's hot. Well, didn't nobody tell you to come out with all that on? You ready? Now look, let's be honest. All of us have found the bad. Look for the bad. We look for them. Okay? And this is different than being a person of excellence where you look for things to improve them. A negaholic looks for things simply to complain about them. See, a person of excellence says, hey, this needs to be done better because we can do better. A negaholic says, that ain't right. Okay, okay, well, so how are we going to make it right? How, how are we going to have solutions? Say, I'm a solutionist. See, a negaholic is simply a problem person. Next one. They're rarely satisfied. The truth is, the truth is, a negaholic is, is, is never satisfied, not because they're pursuing excellence, but because they can't be satisfied. Okay? You give them a million dollars. I got to pay taxes. I will hit you. That's 300000 to pay in taxes that you didn't have. Watch me. Only, only mature people can shout about, I have to pay that much tax. Y'all look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be so blessed your taxes are going to go up. I, Oh, that ain't a bad thing, because that means your tax bracket change. That means your economic Next. Negaholism is a syndrome. So it's a group of symptoms which consistently occur together. This is a real thing. Some of you are like, Bishop, man, that's nice. Bishop made this up. No. This is a real psychological condition. But see, this is the natural. And remember, a divine detox is the spiritual and the natural. Y'all still with me? Right, look at the next thing. Next thing. A negaholic. A negaholic, uh, in addition to that, a negaholic is also, look at this, they unconsciously limit their own innate abilities. You could do it, but a negaholic was like, I can't. You, 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 you could, you ready? Can I give you an example? You, you could actually do it, but a negaholic literally talks himself into not doing it. 
Well, I want to move, but I can't. Why? Well, it's a whole lot. What is it? It's just so much. So much what? You're so drunk of your negaholism that you can't even get your excuses to make sense. Well, I want to give, but I can't. Okay, why not? It's just a lot I've been through. What does that got to do with anything? You wouldn't understand, because it don't make sense. See, people judge me. See, you see? That's how negaholics work. Because when you're trying to limit your own abilities, you have to think in circles. Because you live with one foot on the pedal, one foot on the brake, and then we'll say, God won't let me do nothing. God won't let me go nowhere. God is stopping me. God is blocking me. The devil is busy. The devil is fighting me. Look, look, if you grew up in church, the devil is fighting me, honey. <laughs> the devil is fighting me, child. No, that's not the devil. Mm -mm. Stop putting the devil in parts of the Bible. He's not. That, that ain't the devil. That's you in that car. And you got it in drive. It's my jubilee year. Got it on the gas. Ready? And at the same time, got it on break. And all you're doing is burning rubber. All you're doing is feeling like you're using a lot of energy. This is why some of y'all go to sleep tired, wake up tired, go to lunch tired, taking naps in your car. Uh, because it, it's quiet in the building. It's quiet online. It's because you become addicted to negaholism. So watch me. You convince yourself, look at the screen, that you can't have what you want. You've convinced yourself it's not possible. You've convinced yourself you can't have it. I can't do that. Why? I, I, I just can't. Why, though? There's a whole lot going on. What's going on? It's too much to talk about. <laughs> and you know why y'all are quiet? Because this is what you do. See, people pray, Lord, I just want to be debt-free. Lord, I just, Lord, just make me a millionaire. I'm going to be a blessing. Let somebody walk up to you today and say, I have a million dollars. I just need you to tell me what you're going to do with it. Ooh. Ooh. It's a lot. I don't know if I'm ready for it. Shoot, I got to let. Come on here. <laughs> I was waiting on you to show up. Don't take that long next time. Been praying. Lift your hands and say, I can have whatever God says I can. And I will not limit myself. Say, I'm not a negaholic. I'm convinced I can have it. Shout right there. Go. I'm convinced I can have it. Let's push. We're almost done. A negaholic sabotages their own wishes, desires, and dreams. This was the most interesting Go back, please. They, they sabotage, the, the next, they sabotage their own wishes, dreams, and desires. Say so they sabotage themselves. They sabotage themselves. Wow. A negaholic, they self-impose limitations on their happiness, on their joy, 
and on their fulfillment. Say they, they put limits on their own joy. They put limits on their own happiness. They put limits on their own fulfillment. Say they do it to themselves. Y'all still here? His, his last part. A negaholic, their beliefs, attitudes, and perceptions keep them restricted, constrained, and curtailed. Their beliefs, look at me. When you're a negaholic, you believe something that blocks you. Your attitude blocks you. I've met people who are very talented and have poor attitudes, and I've literally said to myself, this is where they're going. I said, they've been there. This is life for them. This is, this is as good as it's going to get. Their perception, how you see things. Look at your neighbor and say, how do you see things? Because your belief, your attitude, your perception will keep you restricted, constrained, and curtailed. It's kind of like this. I'm going to do everything God created me to do. I'm going to do everything God created me to do. All right, come here. I'm going to do everything God created me to do. Move the chair. I'm going to do every, everything God created me to do. All right, so you over there, all right, all right, and you, and you, okay, you I know enemies, God has opened great doors, and I know there's enemies trying to block me, stop me, but I'm going to do everything God created me to do. Enemy was way over there. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do it. This is my year. This is my jubilee year. Hey, glory to God. Worship God for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. You know why I give you those worship breaks? Because you need to digest what I just fed you. Then you need to seal what you just heard with worship. Ready? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. Woo-wee, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, oh, God, I'm going to do it. God, I'm going to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. God, I'm going to do it. It's happening for me. It's getting ready to happen. It's happening for me. It's happening for me. Yes, yes, I'm going to make these changes. Yes, I'm going to get fit. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. I'm going to get out of debt. Come on, debt free, debt free. I found your neighbor, debt free, debt free. I'm debt free. You debt free. We debt free. It's on the house. It's on my house. I'm debt free. Woo-wee. This is it. This is it. This is going to be the best year of my life. And the rest of this year is going to be the best of my life. I'm going to do You ain't going nowhere. Because when you're a negaholic, you talk it, but don't walk it. Why? It, your own beliefs, attitudes, and perceptions keep you restricted. You, you know why you need so much motivation? It's because you don't move. But tonight. But tonight. But tonight, for everybody that says, I just learned enough tonight that I'm going to take one step toward, forward in the next 24 hours. I'm stepping out of negaholism and I'm stepping into what God has ordained. Just for those of you that got faith like me, take a step like you're about to step out of it. Just step, step, stepping out of it. I, come on, YouTube, step out. Come on, Facebook, step out. Come on in the building. I dare you. Literally, prophesy with your body. Take a step. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. Look over at somebody and say, I'm stepping out. I'm... Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Right where you are. 
So, 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 Bishop, how do I, how do I detox from negaholism? Everybody, keep standing. Just stay wherever you are. Uh, uh. Some of you, it's good to be out your seat. It's good. You can stand wherever you want to stand. Just everybody stand in the building on the line. How do I? How do I? How do I? How do I detox from negaholism? Say, how do I do it, Bishop? Proverbs twenty three seven. For as he thinks in his heart, heart in scripture means what? Mind. Old Testament the word leb means mind. New Testament the word cardi with a K, which means mind. As a man thinks, so is he. So if you think like a negaholic, what are you? So here's what you're going to have to do. You're, 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 and and it, it should be okay because you've been doing it to yourself for many years. Look at your neighbor and say, let's tell the truth. You've been lying to yourself for years. Watch me. Saying what you couldn't do. Saying what you're not smart enough to do. You got more skills. Do you not know how much is in you? He put his kingdom in you. He didn't put his kingdom in no trash. Just encourage somebody next to you. Touch them. Say, you are not waste. Tell them, say, you're not trash. Say, you're not junk. Say, you carry the kingdom. So I don't care what anybody else has to say. He approved me before I got here. And he says, I put my kingdom in you. So you don't have to like me. That's, everybody don't like good things. You don't have to celebrate me. Everybody can't celebrate the best. But I wish you look over at somebody and say, you're looking at God's best right here. Not arrogance. Confidence. Confide. I know what's in me. So here's what we got to do. Um. So if a man, as a man thinks, so is he. So that means as a man is, so are his thoughts. I'm going to reverse it because you missed it already. You missed your shout. Go to the verse. As a man thinks in his heart, put the verse up, so is he. You ready? Which means as a man is, so are his thoughts. Let's go back to the verse. As he thinks in his heart. What's that? Your mind. So is he. Which means as a man is, so are his thoughts. Put it up. Go back to the verse. You'll catch it in a minute. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. But as a man is, so are his thoughts. So sometimes to change how you think, you just have to do it and your thoughts will catch up. You miss your shout Wednesday. Sometimes you just got to apply for it and stare and let your thoughts catch up. I feel like preaching right through here. Sometimes you just got to step out and let your thoughts catch up. Sometimes you just got to try and let your thoughts catch up. For everybody that's about to do it, and my mind will catch up later, go shake three people's hands and say, go do it, go do it, go do it, go do it. Go do it, go do it, go do it, go do it. 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 And do it within 24 hours. Yay! And do it within 24 hours. 
So, go do what? Go back to the definitions, please, of negaholic. And I'm done. Addicted to self-doubt and negativity. So here's what you're going to have to do. You just don't doubt you. Bishop, how do I not doubt me? I trust God. So this ain't even about me. What happens if you fail? You join the failures. Everybody doing that. Yeah. But what if I told you failure was the most important ingredient to success? What if I told you what's going to make your cake taste good is the cake that failed? People want to know why you're so good at what you do because of all the things you failed at. Oh, my God. They want to know how you win like you win because of everything that you lost at. I wish you look at somebody and say, I won't be a nigga holding another day of my life. So watch, what do you have to do? As a man thinks, so is he. As a man is, so are his thoughts. So instead of finding the bad and everything, you're going to find the good. You're going to find the good. You're going to find the good. This is something I've been teaching myself to do. I find the good. Anything that happens, I teach myself to find the good. Where is the good in this? Because when I find the good, I find the God in it. God is. So when I find the good, I find the God. When I find the good, I find the God. Which means you can get the worst news of your day and say, God, you're somewhere up in here. You're somewhere up in this. And what was negative, you get it? Get next set of definitions, please. Next set of definitions, please. Watch me. Rarely satisfied. So instead, say, God, this is, you've been good to me. If you ain't got nothing but peanut butter and jelly and some, and some chicken noodle soup, you better dip that peanut butter and jelly in that chicken noodle soup. You better hook, the, put some white pepper and some black pepper and put you, you better hook that chicken noodle soup up. Look at make it gourmet. Add some scrimps to it. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. This is chicken noodle and shrimp soup. Don't play me like a cheeseburger when I'm a whole Big Mac too. All beef patties. Let's go to the next set of definitions. Instead of unconsciously limiting your abilities, say, instead of saying, I can't, I can. And then go do it. Go do it. I'm never going to be able to speak in front of people. Go get in front of some people and say, I need to speak. I'll never be able to move. Buy the tickets, get the lease. Back yourself in a corner. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Touch your neighbor and say, back yourself in a corner. I ain't got no choice. I ain't got no choice now. You know, I already told him you out. You ain't got no choice. Back yourself in a corner. Instead of saying what you can't have, instead say, I can have whatever I like. <laughs> Prophesy to somebody say, you can have whatever you like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next definition. Next definition. Instead of being restricted, constrained, and curtailed, say, why not? Some of you are so shy. Your shy is why you don't possess. Your answer was next to you at the gym, but you wouldn't speak. 
Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Shalom to you. Oh, shalom. What does shalom mean? And before you know it, they'll say, you know, what do you do? I want to bless what you do. What if? I heard the Lord say, some of you are about to meet somebody that you don't know today. You're about to meet them and God's about to turn their heart and they're about to pay 100% of your debt off. I wish you'd open your mouth and worship God right there. I wish you'd open your mouth and worship God right there. I got to go. Say, Lord, I purge negaholism. Say, I purge it tonight. I release it tonight. It's not who you made me to be. In Jesus' name. Lock this word in me. I'll do it and let my thoughts catch up. Wow. Here's about eyes closed in this building and the line. You need to become a Christian. First thing you got to do is give your life to the Lord. You can't purge a person who hasn't given themselves to him. So tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord. Be sure wherever you're at on three, you're going to slip your hand up at the building online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. God's not mad. He's not trying to beat you up or beat you down. He loves you. Say he loves me. I just walked you through all of what he's done to get you here. And now you mean to tell me, I don't know who this is for, you finna let a $492 bill mess with you? Holy Ghost is loud. You're going to let one person who doesn't like you. You're going to let one person. God says, I went through all this to get you here. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Be sure on three. Slip that hand up in the building online. Do the hand with your emoji. Say it to me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, respond right now. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Come on in this building and online. Hallelujah. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. I refuse to be a negaholic. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, you text HARVEST to 55498, wherever you're at, or you scan the QR code on the screen. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You can live in Denver, Atlanta, anywhere, across America, and around the world. Everybody hear me? I did not know what that was when we started doing it. Um, but thank God that even before the coronavirus, God had us apps and websites and all of that. And streaming and all of that. We were streaming back when streaming used to cost three to $5,000 a month. It's, it's, well, it's not free, but it's cheaper now. Ain't nothing free but salvation. And once you, and once, and once you get that, then you got to go through sanctification, and that has a fee. Ready? Um, but you don't have to be in Denver or Atlanta. In fact, the majority of Harvest has never been in a building. Um, but... If you know I'm your shepherd. Bishop, how do, I, how do I know my shepherd? You know the voice of your shepherd. 
sheep don't see well in the natural, so they have to depend on their hearing. So um, it's something when I speak, something in you comes alive. When I speak something in you gets it, like I get it. When I speak something connects. See, since it's spiritual, that's why it doesn't have to be physical. That's why you don't have to physically be where I am because it's spiritual. You could be anywhere and say, that's my voice. And if I'm your voice, you connect. You text Harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code. Y'all get some out of this word tonight? Come on, let's just clap our hands and thank God that he's taken negaholism. I said, let's clap our hands and let's thank the Lord. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Hallelujah. If you came in late, you weren't able to give. I want you to get your giving ready. I want you to get your giving ready. If you came in late, you weren't able to give. Here's our seed tonight for Proverbs 23 and 7. It's $23.70. That's our seed tonight. We're going to sow the seal. What do you mean sow the seal, Bishop? When the word speaks life into you, you sow into that word. And that's what we're sowing. I'm using text to give to give that right now. Now, if you're like me, I give double. So I'm giving two $23.70 seeds. Because I need, I need nothing in me to be negaholic. I need to see God in everything. And when you see God in everything, you'll be grateful for everything. You'll be grateful for what he didn't let happen, for what he didn't let work. How are you going to sow tonight? And what is the name of that seed? You're going to call that, <laughs> do it this, call it your negaholic seed. Now, some of y'all are going to struggle to spell that. That's okay, I got you. No, it's okay, I got you. Because some of y'all try to add extra words. Or extra, excuse me, extra letters. You know, N-E-G-A-H-O-H-O. Nega, N-E-G-A, holic. H-O-L-I-C. Okay, negaholic C. How can you sort? You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Form with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. All right, you can also mail it in P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. Cash out, dollar sign, bishop form with the number two. I love you, Wednesday. Make sure you cover some prayer. This I'm preaching in Dallas on Saturday, and then Atlanta on Sunday night. Then on Tuesday, I'll be in Orlando on the Sassandra show. Um, and then I'll be back on Wednesday for, for Wednesday Night Live Bible study. Because I practice what I preach. I don't teach consistency and then not model it. This is me. That's just me. Some of y'all, you be acting like you're the President of the United States of America. It's so busy. Cool. Thank, thank God for digital. Thank God that you can watch any. And no, I'm serious. I'm not even being. Ain't no shade in that. I'm serious. Thank God that you can watch online. Look at the neighbor say, thank God I can watch online. Amen. I'm not going to know what to do. I'm going to be flying on Sunday morning. Oh, no, I, I land before. The, I land before. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna be, it's going to be weird to me. I'm going to be like, what are y'all out here doing? Go to church! <laughs> and what's Sunday night? Our pop-up in Atlanta. What time? 6 o'clock Eastern. That's 4 o'clock Mountain Time. All the details. They're going to put them up on the screen for you real fast. You can get that or scan that QR code. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say, Father, thank you for your word. I sowed a seal. I receive it with truth. I receive it with belief. I believe that negaholism is being purged from me. Head to toe. In Jesus' name, amen.
Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.